Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I do hope you guys had a great week. Mine has been interesting. Um, preparing to move is uh, starting to catch up of overwhelmingness feeling. However, that's why this episode is kind of a little bit for me as much as it for you guys. Um, pods will be here on Wednesday. The movers will be here on Thursday to move all the, especially the heavier stuff that we can't handle. And even the cool part is they'll even set up the whole pod inside with the ropes and whatever to keep it from moving around. Um, however, we still do not have a place. We did get approved by Excalibur and even the house that we are applying for, but we haven't seen that. Like we're going to do a virtual scene the house. So we haven't been able to do that because everything just kind of all happened within like an hour ago. So it's like kind of overwhelming right now. <clears throat> we still have a few things to pack. Um, and then, of course, like I've told you, I won't be able to do a podcast next Monday. I mean, I've thought about doing maybe a quick Facebook Live at some point, but I don't know. Uh, I just want to focus on getting there and being, you know, focused on trying to find a place and trying to get settled. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to do it the following Monday. It really depends. And if I, if I have time to do it, I may just do it on my phone, even though the quality won't be as good. I will probably do it anyway. So you guys can keep praying for all the pieces, all that to come together and just seeing how, like how God can just put all the together. Like, I, I will say what's been really neat though in the past couple of weeks is the affirmation of us going there has been more real um, and being able to see what God is going to continue to do. And then seeing if, you know, as we do it, like just stepping out in faith and trusting that all the pieces are going to come together is like the whole key to why I'm going to be doing this uh, lesson today, actually. I'm going to be calling it Doubting God because with doubting, there is that sense of overwhelming feeling of just being overwhelmed, fear, you know, taking, trying to understand, taking that step of faith and just trusting, even because we can't see. Because we, we like my wife and I can't see what's ahead. We just know the pieces that we can see. So <clears throat> bear with me. Um, sorry, allergies are really bad for me because just like it's really interesting. But like springtime and a portion of fall is like really heavy on tree pollen, and that's what affects me the most. So like it's just been really crazy, and I'm you know just constantly throughout the day just feeling congested. Um, even when I take allergy pills, it still feels very congested. So bear with me. Um, so this week is about doubting God. And it's very interesting because <clears throat> like I've been reading through Psalms and Psalms 27 kind of fits perfectly with understanding doubt with faith. And I'm not saying we're supposed to doubt. I'm saying a lot of times there's two ways you can go with doubting. One way is being overwhelmed so much that you don't see anything but what's happening. And then there's times where you feel doubting, but you're taking that step of faith and trusting. Now, there's going to be more to this. I've just that's that's the parameter of my thought process when reading Psalm 27. Because if we read, if you go like just going straight forward to verse two, it says, "When evil evil doers assail me, 
to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes. It is they who stumble and fall. So looking at verse two, we see that David struggles. There's people that don't like him. And we, you know, if you read more of his story, he has a lot of examples of people who don't like him. He has a lot of examples of people who betray him. He has a lot of examples of him having to run for his life. And we can either say, well, he needs to get over it or he needs to just stop thinking like that. But the, we, we, we have to look at it from our perspective. When we are overwhelmed, the last thing we want to hear from people is you just need to get over it or you know just trust God. We need encouragement to do that. And this is why I like Psalms 27, because the first two, verse says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Oh. Then it says, the Lord is my stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? See, if you notice, he, he talks about what the evildoers are doing to him, but they're failing because of the verse one tells us and reminds us who is leading us. Who is the light? God is the light. Who, ha who is my savior? Jesus is my savior. So why am I fearful? Then it says, the Lord is my stronghold. We guys got to understand, what is a stronghold? Stronghold, like if you picture it, is a castle. Can you imagine a castle stronghold has, you know, the army in there is fully like thick walled. It has, like, it's hard to get in there. That stronghold is supposed to be meant to be like a solid rock or refuge. And isn't that interesting? Because that's what God is, our refuge. Then you go to verse three, it says, though an army encamps against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. You see, the thing is, what we're seeing is that th there is a form of doubt of David's, like his human eyes and what he's seeing, but he's stepping in faith because he knows who God is. Okay. Like everything is going to go back to that, that, that concept of knowing who God is to have a better understanding. So when we do begin to start doubting, there is that faith and trust that we have to step through with, right? And then it says in verse four, one thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You see, in his struggle of what he's seeing, there's there's that doubt that's trying to creep in, trying to convince David. Look, I mean, look at all these guys. Look at all these enemies. They don't like you. They're going to come and get you. And then he's like, but I, you know what? My eyes, what my focus is going to be, because I'm asking, is to seek after him. I'm focusing by going to church, focusing by getting involved in my church in some way, getting in the Bible study, meeting with some guys, you know, to pray, you know, fellowship with other believers. See, the thing is, there is a moment in our doubt that we can either chase the desires of this world and chase after sin to feel good, or we can stop and go, you know what? I'm going to focus on the Lord. I'm going to seek after the Lord. I'm going to pray to the Lord. I'm going to step in faith with the Lord. You see, there is that form of line. And we can choose either way to go. And a lot of us, you know, when we share, you know, I'm struggling, right? What is usually also coming with the struggle is I'm also having a problem with sin issues. And the reason is because that old nature, that flesh, that desire that's in us to do what is not right 
wants to overwhelm us so much because, hey, you know, if, don't worry, you know, God, you see, God's just not taking care of you. God's not providing. He's allowing you to be whatever it is that you're feeling. You know, he doesn't care because if he cared, you wouldn't be feeling that way. So go over here, you know, there's all this stuff that you can do. There's all the, you know, there's stuff you can look at. Hey, you know, drink more, you know, forget about it. You know, get yourself so drunk so you don't have to worry about it. You see, there is that temptation that's always going to come in there. And that comes from that form of doubt. You know, I go back to the imagery that I've used in the past. It's like a storm. You know, when, if you've ever been into in a, a giant storm, the clouds cover everything. The, the winds are strong. The thunder and lightning is just incredibly like just overwhelming. And you know, you have like on your phone saying, you know, you know, tornado warning or tornado watch and like, Hey, there's a tornado just a few miles away. And you just, just all this feeling starts building up all that anxiety, all that fear just starts building up. And all we can see is the, the, what is coming. Right. The possible outcome of coming. Because if we have no control over the storm, we also have no control over life. So when we only focus on what we can control, fear and doubt start coming in. And then suddenly the tornado is gone. Suddenly the storm passes, just barely even hits you. And you're like, glad that storm went past man and then now, now you're calm you know the most that we struggle with our doubt is because we can't control the outcome we can't make things happen that's because we start putting faith in ourselves we start looking away and all we see is that storm and yet God is involved. He's never left us nor forsaken us. And he's taking care of us. He might have moved the storm over. or He might have stopped the tornado from hitting anywhere else. I mean, unfortunately, bad things do happen, but does not mean God's not involved. Sometimes bad things happen not because he doesn't care, but because he's hoping that people will change. People will repent. The church will waken up and start taking care of the people and start reaching out to people for the law, you know, the lost for, for the gospel message. It's the same feeling, like I say, I, I know I've talked about before, but the battlefield. We all think we're all fighting in these battles and that we're the only ones fighting these battles and we're the only ones struggling in these battles. And so we see only the fog of war. And if you've played any game in your life, fog of war is, is basically what you cannot see of the battlefield. And is you know is even a battle term, because there is information that a general or commanding officer that's out in the field does not know, but there is parts of what he does know. However, he can't read the other you know the opposing side's mind, and he also doesn't know if they have any secrets or any hidden traps or a maneuver that they have planned. However, he takes each step forward with, with you know, the men that's underneath him in mind and makes a counter movement or makes a decision that may 
require men that may not live. So there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of overwhelming anxiety that comes in with somebody who's putting people's lives in danger. However, in life, how often do we live this life as if we're the only ones in the battlefield? And so we swing our sword, we, we have to defend ourselves in all different directions. But then when we start focusing on the Lord again, we start recognizing who our faith is supposed to be in, not doubt so that we chase after the world in fear, when that doubt starts creeping in, we go, no, no, Lord, I trust you. I believe you. he may not remove all the fog. However, he may reveal other guys around you that are struggling the same way. He may bring people into your life to help you keep moving forward. He may strengthen you himself in, 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 in a way that he will do it. Because I've seen all that in the, uh, come into factor at some point in my life. However, I think the hardest one is when there is no other people really getting behind you to, to help you up, but you're trying to live every day, focus on the Lord and doing the thing you're supposed to be doing. And it seems like you're alone. However, you're not alone from God. You might be alone from people, might not have the support you're kind of hoping to have, but you still trust in every step that you take. So this made me start thinking about a story in the Bible that could fit on this. Doubting Thomas. We all know about Doubting Thomas. And the story section is basically John 20, 24 through 29. It's after Jesus has died and he's risen up. And all, all the disciples, except for Thomas, did not see Jesus. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with him when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see his hands and mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. See, most people right there would just think, oh, look, he's denying God. He hates God. He doesn't believe, blah, blah, blah. No, it's a, that's the doubt. That's that fear, doubt coming in because you remember he spent several years following this man, listening to him preach and teach, listening him do miracles and save people's lives and talk to sinners and uh, talk against the Pharisees and speak truth in a way that he's never seen before. And then suddenly one night, as they were napping, when they should have been praying as he had asked them, they all came and got him imprisoned him, killed him. His whole world has been flipped around. This is where we can relate to him, can we not? Everything that he thought was taken away. Everything normal was taken away. And yet he has his brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ tell him, no, Thomas, he's alive. He's alive. And all he can, all he sees is he sees them happy. He sees them, but I, how can I believe that? I didn't see it. God hasn't shown me that. Why should I believe? Why should I trust him? Why should I have faith 
after my doubt. Yet in verse 26, he says, eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And you have to imagine Thomas just standing there staring. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands? Put out your hand, place it on my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe, yet have believed. That's a lot. That's, I mean, that's all of us because we haven't been able to see Jesus that in the way that they got to see him, but yet we believe. Now, we always ask God to show us, direct us, and there's nothing wrong in asking for direction. But oftentimes we are waiting for that special sweet sign that it just makes things super clear. But sometimes God doesn't want us to see things clearly because he wants us to have faith, but he'll give us direction enough to have faith and trust. You see, that is the concept of when we start having doubt, where is our faith? Where is our trust? And it's hard because we want to see that there is an answer or something happening that is getting our attention or doing things the way that it should be done so that we know that it, he is leading. But sometimes he may not give us all those pieces or at least what we would like specifically, like in our case, a house to rent. But yet he has shown me other things and other forms of support and other parts where people are saying certain things that is affirming and yet family who's willing to take us in for the time until we could find a place too if we needed to it's all there but yet you know my prayer every day for the past two months was to find a rental place that we can live in and that is the one prayer request that hasn't necessarily been answered. But could it? I'm sure it can be today, tomorrow, right away. Because what was it the house that we're thinking of we don't like? Take a quick break and I'll be with you in a second. You see, that's the challenge. Sometimes God is not going to answer what we want always in the way that we want it and not always in the moment that we want it and not in the way that we may want it. However, he will reassure us and encourage us and build us up and get us prepared. Right? Because remember, in, in those moments of doubt, we have anxiety, fear. We see through human eyes. We have emotions start getting in the way. Um, more things get in the way that you know we never really thought of, but they start getting in the way. It just seems like everything is coming at you all in one shot. And it's like, how, how can I handle this? It's just too much, Lord. I don't understand. And, and, and then we hear God, like many times, says, do not be afraid. And then I'm always reminded about the scriptures that say strength and courage. Strength and courage, strength and courage, and fear not. 
strength and courage is like stated 13 times in scripture and fear not is around 103 to 119 with similar phrases of fear not so there might be different ways of how it's stated so the so the thing is god wants us to be str strong and courageous but he wants us to understand to have no fear like literally there's even a scripture that says god doesn't give us a spirit of fear but yet doubt it's always leads to fear because there is the unknown. So what does strength and courage actually mean? You know, Joshua 1.9 is the one verse that, you know, I, I'm using because that was one verse that my parents gave me when I graduated from high school. It's also a verse I hear all the time by people that use all the time. However, we need to understand that this verse was used for jo Joshua, but knowing that it's God's word, it is also supposed to be used for us to consider and understand by understanding what Joshua is going through. We know that Joshua at this time is being told, you need to go and you need to take the land, just as it was promised all those years before, but God had to get rid of all those that doubted. And do you remember? That's another form of doubt. There was the 12 spies, two of them said we could do it, the other 10 said no, and the leadership said we'll, we'll believe the 10. And so God basically punished them in their doubt by having all those generations die through age to later have Joshua lead their people into the promised land. Joshua 9 says this, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be a, be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want you to notice something. First part says, have I not commanded you? Though this is an aff affirmation for Joshua, it's also God commanding him. Which means it's not an option or a suggestion, but he's commanding him to basically do what he's asking. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Don't be dismayed. I'm with you. How hard is that for us to even comprehend for ourselves when we go through life as things get hard, as we have to make hard choices, as, you know, illnesses in the family, as, you know, I, you know we could lose our wives or we can lose our kids to something. And we're supposed to have strength and courage not be afraid but i'm about to lose my wife i know my, my son you know he was in a bad car accident and it doesn't look like he's going to make it how am i supposed to trust you in that i just lost my job of 20 years how am i supposed to get another job it's going to pay as well as that you know our house burned down our car died i can't afford a new one all these things start piling into our heads, right? We start thinking about all the stuff that we're seeing. So what does it mean to be have courage and strength then? <clears throat> courage in Greek is tharseo, which is to be bold. So what is that supposed to look like? Being bold does not mean there is no fear, but rather stepping forward with fear by trusting in God. God will give us the boldness as we step forward in faith and in obedience. Because we always keep forgetting that there is obedience because sometimes God may be leading us and he may be telling us 
but we allow fear to get in the way because we don't basically we don't trust and it takes us out of our comfort zone and it could possibly be not exactly what we wanted or it may be a choice that you were not expecting to have to make but yet he asks us to do this and stepping in that fear stepping in that doubt to see what he could do and as for strength, the Greek word, well, technically it wasn't Greek when they used this, but I'm using Greek because a lot of times with Greek, it's a similar meaning, but it's, uh, and I'm, I'm going to probably butcher this. I, I listened to it several times to see if I could do it, but it is ishkush, ishkush, I think it's how you say it, ishkush, there we go. Um, boldly vigor. Some would say it's about like the physical strength, but it may actually be more by the effort or energy by which we take that step. You know, Joshua was an older man by this time, but he was basically God's telling him, you need to just, I know this is scary, but I'm with you. So don't be afraid. You need to be bold. And I'll give you that boldness in the times when you need boldness. And then at the same time, and in strength, being boldly vigor. So in courage of boldness, I will give you the effort and energy that you need to endure. So it doesn't mean that he asked him to go be an Arnold Schwarzenegger or the rock looking guy to be able, you know, physically to be doing that. However, I'm sure physically healthy was also, you know, that's a normal thing to try to strive for. But the idea was he wasn't asking him to be, you know, a physique soldier. He was asking him to follow in obedience and have the effort and energy to do so because you want to obey me. So be bold in what you're doing, what you're saying, the knowledge that I've given you, and basically how you're living. Because when they're doing this, other countries are watching. And they, they've heard about this Israel and their God and the stuff that he has done. So it's not like this is just like a surprise. They, they've heard about him because we know that by the story of Jericho that, you know, the spies that Joshua was sent to go see, you know, about the defenses of the city. Um, I forget her name now. Well, but there was a harlot and she took care of them because she believed in their God. And she was spared because they've heard the stories. Okay. We are to live our lives in boldness and make the effort to follow trust and keep the faith. Altogether, we're not always going to feel great. We're not always going to feel strong. Our faith is going to waver. It's going to feel like we could barely hang on. And sometimes, even in those moments of courage, it feels like, man, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. But yet God commands us to, in obedience, to trust in him. Like, just to, to, to do it. Do it in trust. And, and the thing is, is like, I'm saying this because I know how hard it is right now for this week up to a, a trip 
because I I'm I'm not a fan of long distance driving, but I have to do it. And I I, I have a lot of unknown, but yet I'm getting a lot of encouragement from people that you know God is seems to be preparing a way. And that's great, and I I want to believe it's God speaking through them to encourage me to keep stepping forward, and that's that matter of obedience that it's that trust that is that you know that even though fear and doubt is around right now and trying to penetrate me i take that step forward and this comes with also understanding and and actually knowing who god is through the scriptures through praying and trust to seeing the little things that he's showing to to affirm and to teach and to guide. It's also because I'm in obedience to do it. And yes, I feel scared. Sometimes even confused because like I like I don't understand why I can't get an answer for one thing, but I can get it for other things. And yes, I can feel very overwhelmed. But you step forward and you get things done because you need to. He's asking you. He'll give you the energy and the courage to do so. And we do it in the act of obedience to his will and his plan. This is where we can actually say, you know, the, the doubt choice is I can doubt and chase after the world to feel good from the world's perspective and, and to avoid God and to disobey God and to just focus on self. Or we could stop, take a breath, look to God, take a step forward in faith. He'll give us the boldness and the strength that we need to endure and get through it. Because at the end, it's going to be better than when, if we didn't obey and if we chased after the world because we'll fall into the trap again of falling into old sins or getting involved in things we're not supposed to or start neglecting our families or starting to not lead anymore and starting to focus on our our problems and not seeking out being with other believers we start chasing after things that are about us and the world let's not do that let's pray dearly father thank you so much for this time i ask that you bless this podcast that it will be an insight and an encouragement for men to step forward to not be afraid, to understand that doubt will, will try to penetrate in their everyday life and choices and whatever they make. You know, that could be hard. It could be an easier choice. It, it doesn't matter. Doubt will always try to get in there because, you know, for one, the enemy does not want to see us to, to succeed in God's will. The enemy wants us to get comfortable, to chase after sin, to follow the, the ideals of this world, and to walk away from trusting in the scriptures, to believing in the Holy Spirit's hand and involvement in their life. It's easier to hide than it is to step forward in obedience. I ask you to give men today courage to stop doubting. And even if they still doubt, to still understand that I can, I can have that desire, or actually that feeling of that doubt will start trying to come in, but I can actually look to the Lord and say, Lord, help me through. Give me the strength. 
Give me the courage. Give me the desire of obedience for you. And I'll, I'll just I'll just step forward. I know it won't be easy all the time. And I know it might be hard. And I know things are not going to go my way. And I know, you know, it, it's not the ending I was hoping. But I will still trust and obey you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, you have a great week. Hopefully... In the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to do another podcast. Keep praying for us. Keep sharing the podcast. Keep letting other men know about it. And and I appreciate all the kind words and the emails and all the guys who have joined the Discord and, and just the effort that people have in there to try to help and encourage one another. Um, you guys still want to join the Discord? It's on the Facebook page. You could probably scroll up a, a, quite a bit, maybe a week or two. I, I did a link. Um, however, if it doesn't work, you can always, you know, email me through the Facebook and I'll send you a link if you need it. But man, you know, I do need prayer. I do need some peace. I do need some, you know, some of that doubt get, get pulled away and, and just help me to not feel so overwhelmed. So God bless and take care and I'll see you next time.